Hello, my name is John O'Connell, and welcome to AMX Fika Leadership Podcast. So over these podcasts, I'll be speaking to some inspirational and innovative data and analytic contributors from across industry and the health and care sectors. I'll be asking each of them to share with us some of the exciting work they have underway, which is helping to shape the health and care analytics space, as well as asking some of them their motivational insights into their career paths to date. So why FICA? FICA is a social phenomenon in Sweden, I thought I'd borrow. It's a legitimate reason to set aside some really quality time to catch up with friends, family and colleagues over a coffee and a cake. So joining myself today is David Hall, the Deputy Director of Information for Surrey Heartlands Integrated Care System. Uh, having started in the NHS 14 years ago as an information analyst, David now leads on population health management for the ICS and has also consulted with the National Population Health Management Team to help shape how business intelligence can be used to improve patient care in different parts of the country. And David's background is a research scientist, having gained a degree and master's in biomedical science from the University of Southampton. And David also has a strong technical background with experience in designing, building and implementing end-to-end business intelligence platforms, plus award-winning innovations, and in spare time is a guest speaker across the country for some of his exciting work, including education and training, and the important subject of uh, sort of the use of artificial intelligence, which is such an important and evolving area. And David also, in some spare time he has, um, is a director of a company called Quantum Analytica, where he's able to focus on his passion area of interest, which is employing AI and advanced automation to achieve significant positive impact healthcare outcomes for the disadvantaged and marginalized populations. What a great mission there, David. So really welcome and delighted to have you join AMX podcast. Lovely. Thank you, John. So David, on to the probably the most important question we always have for our guests on Fika. What's your preference, uh, coffee or tea? And what's your favorite cake? Uh, definitely coffee, hands down. I'm definitely a, 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 in need of a strong coffee first things in, in the morning. Um, and in terms of cake, uh, I'm nice and simple. I just like a very simple chocolate cake. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Both get you going in the morning. Great. Thank you. But welcome. Great to have you here. So, David, when we first spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago, you, you were saying that, you know, your, your career is kind of, uh, you, you've done an awful lot of things uh as I outlined in the intro, so really great to hear about your journey. So would you be able to share with us some of your highlights in your career and, and to date and where you sort of started and how you've ended up and anything that you've picked along the way that you think it'd be worth sharing with our listeners? It'd be really good to hear. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I've had quite a sort of varied career, um, I suppose. Uh, I, I started off with a degree in master's in biomedical science at the University of Southampton and, um, you know, through through uh, my career, I, I starting out in the NHS, I actually started as a research scientist and um, I was sponsored by uh, Pfizer to find what I always summarise as the, the cure for smoking, um, to be able to try and create a, uh, a tablet that you could take and um, uh, still smoke 20 a day. Um, and that was, you know, fantastic opportunity. I was working with some of the world leaders in um, asthma, allergy and lung disease. Uh, and I got to present, you know, across various parts of the world. Um, I think one of the highlights for me was presenting in Miami, uh, Florida. Um, 
And I suppose as I kind of went through and I was doing this research, I was ending up with huge amounts of data. And I think one of the problems that I had at that point in time was um, I was very good on the science side, the technical implementation. But um, where I had a quite a passion and interest was understanding how to better use all of this data that I collected. Um, and you know what what we now sort of refer to as data science um didn't have any skills knowledge understanding of you know machine machine learning ai uh, at that point in time and i think it's probably fair to say the tools weren't quite as sophisticated at that point um and i started to that sort of led me into my career in health then um on uh, mostly sort of commission provider side in terms of uh, data um and i started uh, as an information analyst and essentially worked my way up uh, through commission provider roles. Um, and where I'm sort of sat now is Deputy Director of Information for Surrey Heartlands. Um, and what's fantastic about the opportunity for Surrey Heartlands is it is sort of what one of the leading systems at the moment trying to drive forward this integration of health, health and care ultimately. Um, and I suppose one of the key insights or bits of advice I'd sort of say to people out there is uh, uh, the infrastructure to me is so important if you get the infrastructure right you can really empower users um, and your uh, analytical team to actually do a lot more with the data. Great thank you for sharing that what a great journey and thanks for sharing <laughs> that so yeah kind of get your data right with your infrastructure. Absolutely yeah yeah. Fantastic well thanks for sharing that and David talk about when you obviously with Surrey Heartlands the ICS and the challenges that are emerging there you mentioned as well I believe that um, you know, Surrey Heartlands have got a uh, you know, devolution of health and care coming across the system and you mentioned you know coming together to work to fix what they class as kind of common problems uh, across different systems Are you able to share with us what you see as kind of I suppose common problems and system challenges that you have and how you as a system are working to address those barriers yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a very it's a very complex landscape at the moment. Um, obviously, there is the, the, the white paper out there that's uh, you know being debated at the moment as to how uh, how legally health and care systems can come together. So, I think uh, I think all of that creates a, a challenge at the moment for how uh, systems and early adopters can start to drive forward some of this work. But it doesn't it, it doesn't prevent that. Um, in terms of uh, so, some of the key challenges i think it's uh, bringing together that infrastructure that i described you know that's so important having you know si single version of the truth and actually that in itself can become quite complex when you have uh, a direct care elements um, to support clinicians and a secondary uses element um, and again those legally and technically are, are very different sort of views uh, of the world, particularly when you want to sort of understand things like cost as well, that, that can start to, you know, flip and shape our data in, in different ways, but ultimately working to sort of one version of the truth for those. Um, and then I think it's it's also uh, what it, what is imperative on top of that infrastructure then is the uh, analytical capabilities. So, 
you know, we are we have an abundance of data. We've got one of the sort of largest, uh, you know, data sets across the country, very extensive. We're adding in more and more components, wider determinants of health um, and all sorts of other aggregate sort of data sets and measures. And I think, um, you know, there, there's a sort of a capabilities perspective then on top of that this is this is starting to kind of draw us to uh the likes of machine learning and artificial intelligence you know as analysts we need some form of support in order to better understand all of this data and how it comes together um so i think there's the capabilities and then the sort of final piece really is um uh, the need to bring together different system partners so again we each come at at this from a, a different angle and it's uh, having a mechanism to bring together all of those kind of key stakeholders into the room to have one joint view of the world and one sort of common uh, way forward and approach for the for the different sort of problems uh, that, that we may face. Right, no, thanks, Jenna. And mm. following on from that, you you mentioned as well, you know, that obviously different stakeholders and those bringing those partners in on that sort of journey. You know, how do you where do you, where do you start? Because I'm sure probably each, each mm. organisation will have their own set of kind of focus areas that look into. And how do you how do you sort of navigate that? Yeah, it's it's been quite a, an interesting journey for us in Surrey Heartlands. So that there are so many different perspectives and angles on this. And when you start talking about health and care. Um, coming together um, to sort of, you know, improve uh, services for, for patients and citizens, you, you, you end up with many, many different angles and cuts on that kind of theme. Um, we have kind of service development improvements, we have quality perspective, we have, might have a financial perspective, um, lot, lots of different sort of ways of doing this. And ultimately, how we've how we've approached this, and and certainly this this is a similar approach to other parts across the country. Um, we've created a, a joint data analytics group, um, so we call ours SODA, uh, the Surrey Office of Data Analytics, and that brings together those kind of like-minded individuals, um, you know, from uh, analytical and operational kind of background. Um, and what we've done is we've gone through a process um, throughout throughout COVID to start to pull together some of the joint problems that affect each of us in our individual uh, and sort of separate organisational uh, components as well so that um, we can work on those jointly. Um, so it's a simple example is um, domestic violence. That's been a, a clear one that has been mentioned by every single aspect of, of stakeholders across our system. Um, there's obviously an impact to the police being called out um, to, to deal with um, that, that type of violence. And um, there's an impact obviously to health and particularly on the front doors um, of A&E. And then there's also the support that um, you know our council systems provide to victims um, of domestic violence as well. So there, there's lots of um, commonality, I suppose, across us trying to come together. So that that's an example of where we've tried to tackle this from the perspective of, uh, you know, prioritising key areas to each of our uh, disparate organisations. It's great, there is, yeah. So, and and David, on the intro, you mentioned as well that um, you know you're a director of a company called Quantalytica, and mm. you know obviously doing a lot of exciting stuff. We'd love to really hear about some of the work that you have under the way with Quanta. And you mentioned, I think, was it your mission to employ AI and advanced automation to achieve 
you know, a significant positive impact for healthcare outcomes for marginalised populations. So a really great sort of mission that you've got there, but really good to hear about some of the work that you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've, I've for a long time, I've been very passionate about using data to improve um, health outcomes and reduce uh, health inequalities. And um, several years back, I created a company called Quantum Analytica. And, and really, that was about, um, at that point in time, the, the use of sort of machine learning and AI, I think, was just starting to sort of embed into uh, health or becoming much more mainstream. Obviously, now we have, you know, people talking on a daily basis about using R and Python and all, all sorts of other uh, technologies out there. Um, but at that stage, I saw I saw there being quite a sort of a, a gap in the market in terms of being able to, um, you know, use some of the data science concepts and actually really embed and land them into uh, a healthcare setting. So uh, cre- created a company called uh, Quantum, and I worked. Um, I, I created the company working alongside a uh, a medical insurance um, uh, expert who, again, had a lot of expertise in in data science as well. And we've been doing lots of, you know, quite exciting stuff, uh, you know, over the the past couple of years. Um, We're starting to um, uh, right now talk about developing an AI-based lung screening Can, uh, cancer lung screening tool uh, for the Kenton Medway uh, population. Uh, we're focusing a lot, uh, very heavily on um, tools to support population health management, and uh, you know, really kind of coming back to that principle, really around developing a, a strong infrastructure that really embeds data science into population health management, um, so that we can kind of clo- provide those uh, tools uh, out out to our um, primary care networks. Um, and along that journey, I've, I've um, been uh, fortunate to uh, apply and uh, get onto the Clinical Entrepreneur Programme at NHS England, um, which again has been a sort of, it's, it's been a fantastic network already over the past you know, few months uh, to get to meet like-minded individuals, see some of the fantastic innovations that are out there within our health service, um, and to also understand how to take those forward in in this you know uh, ch- changing landscape of kind of health and care coming together i think that's fascinating isn't it? and you mentioned as well i think that you uh, you you obviously working with uh, medical insurance and health i think when we spoke uh, at the beginning of the podcast or before the podcast you mentioned that they've got a, a different way of looking at healthcare and data um yeah interesting to hear about some of the ways that what they're doing in in industry in the uh, insurance game and is there anything that we could learn from that from a health perspective yeah, absolutely. I, I, so absolutely. I think there is a a big need to look to medical insurance companies, and again, that's you know that was part of my rationale for setting up Quantum in, in that way to bring in one of those partners as uh, as as the um, joint director of the company. And I think you know the the concept of um, treating. Uh, people as individuals rather than sort of collective groups um, has long been uh, the, the sort of view of medical insurance companies, uh, particularly in providing sort of you know health insurance. Um, they they have 
long used uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence to really uh, understand each individual, what makes them tick, and also to in better inform the, uh, the, the policies that they can create at the end of that as well. Um, and I think there's a lot of learning that we could take from these, you know, kind of companies out there to actually embed that way of working into our sort of population health management agenda so that we are starting to, you know, bring together all of these very large data sets, but then also provide that kind of rigor on top to actually treat individuals um, and to sort of forecast and understand where those individuals are sat now and where they're going to go in the future as well in in terms of the sort of short term and you know potentially 25 years down the line as well great approach oh, thanks mm. for sharing that. and finally just to say that no thanks for sharing sharing your insights with us who who's to pick sort of three people who have most influenced you who are those three people be david uh yes yes good question so um i think for me there's three people that stand out um so uh, Ming Tang, I think uh, I've long admired uh, in terms of her kind of central role and um, the the work that she is doing from that national perspective in terms of you know helping to drive forward a multitude of agendas, population health management being one of those. Um, I think there's you know a huge amount of um, responsibility and power that, that Ming has uh, to, to help us uh, assist local systems uh, take forward, you know, a number of different agendas. Um, uh, Mark Farr, I, uh, who's obviously had a, a previous podcast, um, is an individual that I think is very transformational in his way of thinking. I've long admired Mark in terms of uh, the work that he's done, some of the um, uh, companies that he's, or spin-offs that he's created um, throughout his career and the, you know, awards he's won for innovation. Um, and then the third individual I would say is uh, Abraham George, who's a mm -hmm. public health consultant um, in the Kent Medway system. Um, tirelessly looking to uh, you know improve health outcomes for for individuals um, and very keen on um, research and development um, I think that's sort of one area that certainly the NHS could look to um, uh, to really kind of stand up in terms of you know trying out new and novel concepts that uh, you know may not work but actually we need to kind of go through that learning journey to uh, to understand that and help us evolve Right, uh, three great individuals. We had two of them. We had Ming and we had Mark. Uh, we have to yes. track down uh, Abram on, on that Absolutely, on the podcast yeah. as well. But no, really great choice, and thanks for sharing them. No, thanks also for sharing your, your key insights about you know the importance of infrastructure can't be underestimated, and getting to supporting that you know that one truth you mentioned. You also then I think followed on by saying about you know the importance of building those capabilities in machine learning and AI, but bringing together. I think the third thing you mentioned is about those system partners, bringing them together to sort of see the view together. And you've mentioned, I think, was it the joint data analytics, the SODA team? Was it, sorry, Office of Data Analytics? Really, That's really right. Good. Yes, great, yes. Great opportunity. And then look, working through those joint problems together. So you can see the data together. You can see the, the areas that you need to focus and win together. So really, really great. And then I think finally, you summed off, I think, which is a really good uh, sort of call to action for all of us to look outside of the NHS to industry. Your example of, you know, uh, you know, medical insurance and seeing what we can learn from other industries. So fascinating. I'm really delighted that you could share those insights with us. And finally, David, you know, it sounds like you've got a very busy job and, and the work you're doing with, with um, 
the enterprise that you've got at the moment. How do you, how do you then, what do you do to relax outside of data analytics? Yes, yeah. Well, with with the uh, with the amount of time I do have left over, um, I, I certainly like um, uh, reading. Um, so I've got a passion for reading. Um, but outside of that as well, um, and a few colleagues will be aware of this. Uh, I, I I'm a magician. Uh, by background. So I, I joined the Magic Circle when I was about um, 17 or 18. Um, and I suppose it's it, it's a bit of an art and a discipline, really. But what I quite enjoy about uh, doing it is I get to, you know, go out and, uh, you know, I've had part of a career that I skipped over in the previous uh, questions uh, where I, you know, spent sort of about nine months, you know, being a full-time magician as a, before I sort of fully joined into the NHS. Um, but it's a great, you know, it's, it's an interesting skill. It's, you know, it's a hobby. I get to demonstrate it to other people. I've done hundreds of weddings, uh, private parties, and I've got to meet lots of, you know, famous, non-famous, uh, you know, people along the way. And, uh, you know, I think actually it's given me quite an interesting uh, skill set really to bring to the NHS in terms of sort of presentation um, and uh, probably being on the front foot. <laughs> Great skills and it's that sort of between that art as well with data science as well as showing people doing that big reveal but also being able to yeah, present it yeah, yeah no that's it yeah absolutely transition across but no great no, thank <laughs> you and how can people follow your work you know that you're currently doing but also the work you're doing which sounds really exciting at quantum analytica where would they follow you uh yeah absolutely so um i'm i'm on uh, uh linkedin um people are more than welcome to email me uh my email address is david.howell5 nhs.net um uh, and through the work that I'm doing with Quantum, which is obviously sort of more PHM and, and AI focus, um, our, our website is quantum-analytica.co.uk. Um, and more than happy to uh, hear, hear from any like-minded individuals or people that have ideas. Thank you, David. Wonderful to have you on the, on the podcast. And uh, yeah, keep us informed and we'll, we'll hopefully have you back in, in a short time. But thank you. Lovely. Thank you very much, John. So I'd like to thank our speaker for joining us today and for everybody else tuning in to this podcast. Uh, look forward to seeing you in the future.